have a great man coming to preach here in just a moment, and I've got to introduce him in many, many different ways in my lifetime. But tonight, it's the first time I get to introduce to you the new South Texas District Youth President. Amen, Brother Long. (laughs) He would never say anything about it, but I want to say something about it. The board has asked him to serve out the unexpired term of Brother Daniel Bernard, who is moving to headquarters. And I don't know of any better couple that's more capable of leading that. I'm excited they're a part, a major part of Greater Life Church. And he is pastor, whether you know that or not. Amen. I may be senior, but he's pastor, so you can talk to him like that. We need to make that official, I guess. We're going to do that one of these days soon. But I want him to come, and I want him to preach the word of the Lord as he always does. Amen. 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 It's good to be in the house of the Lord always. I I know there's people that do other things on Sunday night, but I, I have church on Sunday night. Amen. And if we had it on Monday night, I'd be here on Monday night. If we had it on Tuesday night, I'd be here on Tuesday night. And not because it's an occupation, it's because I love being in the presence of the Lord. Amen. He's been good to me. Amen. And I want to give him praise tonight. Amen. Brother Colby quoted this verse a while ago, but it it stuck out to me in the passion or the message translation. It said, God can do anything that you know far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around as little pawns, maybe, but by working within us. His spirit deeply and gently within us. Amen. I'm thankful tonight that God doesn't just want to do it by himself, but he wants to do it through us. Amen. That we get to be a part of what God is doing. That we get to be a part of his kingdom and and the work that he wants to do in these last hours. If you would, turn with me in your Bibles to Ezekiel chapter 37. Ezekiel 37, I'm sure many of you can tell me the story without even looking at it. But the Bible says in verse 1, Ezekiel 37, The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones. And cause me to pass by them round about. It's doing all the work. And he saith unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones. I want you to be involved now. And I want you to say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. 
Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and I will bring flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and ye shall live, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied, how? As I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. And behold, a shaking. I heard something. And behold, a shaking. And the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Okay, God, I did what you told me to do, and that was awesome, but now that's all, folks. It was close, but not complete. It was so cl- Everything just was coming together until it didn't. All the bones went back to its bones, and flesh started coming, and, and that was great and wonderful, but God wasn't done yet. And neither was the prophet. Then said he unto me. Prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy son of man. Say to the wind. Thus saith the Lord of God. Come from the four winds O breath. And breathe upon these slain that they may live. So. I prophesied. I spoke. I declared the word of the Lord. I didn't just keep it to myself. I didn't just expect him to do it all. But when he gave me a word and nudged me and and prompted me. And said prophesy, prophesy. That I opened up my mouth and I began to speak what God gave to me. So I prophesied as he commanded me. And the breath came into them. And they lived. And stood up upon their feet. An exceeding great army. Tonight, for just a little while, I want to preach to you on the subject. Behold, a shaking. Behold, a shaking. We've heard the sound a little bit, but now I believe we're feeling something. We're seeing something happen in a deeper place. And God's wanting to use you. God's wanting to involve you, son of man. God's wanting to involve you, lady, in the work that he's about to do. Father, right now, all over this house, anoint these lips of clay. I pray right now that you would speak in this place. God, that you would speak in a holy place. That you would speak to a vessel and declare you your word and declare what you want to see happen and that we would be used by you to see your purpose fulfilled in the name of Jesus we pray everybody said amen you can be seated tonight I'm here tonight to tell you that it is time for us to get on board with what God is doing 
It is time for the people of God to realize what we have within us. Perhaps we've forgotten. Perhaps we know, but we've let it grow dormant. Whatever the case may be, there is a work for God's people to do. It hasn't just been this way today. It hasn't just been this way this last two years. But since the beginning of time, God has wanted people to be involved in His work. When the tabernacle was being built, the Bible says that God gifted all of the men and all of the women specifically for a purpose. So that this one could be involved in this work. And this one was a carpenter. And this one was a blacksmith. Every single one of them had a gifting and a purpose for his kingdom. You say, well, God doesn't need me. God doesn't have to have me. You know, you're right. He doesn't need you. But what an honor. It is to know that He wants to use you. What an honor it is to know that He wants to be involved in the work with you and through you. He wasn't forced to use a boy's lunch. But while it's available, while there is somebody there who could potentially be used, not just to make an example of, but what a world-changing opportunity for a young man We often talk about the 12 baskets that go home and and the work that was done and the miracle. But what, what do you think was going on in the mind of that young man that day when he went home and said, Mom, you're not going to believe this. I know God didn't need my lunch because he's called manna from heaven. He's made a way. He brought ravens to drop food. He's made all kinds of way. But Mama, he used me. He allowed me to be involved in his work. He allowed me the opportunity to help feed the multitude. He gave me the opportunity to be a part of the work that he was doing. He could have been the only one handing out bread and fish that day. But he broke it and he gave it to his disciples because he wanted them to be a part of the miracle. He wanted them to understand what he was doing. He wanted them to get a hold of this concept because he wasn't going to be here forever in flesh. He wasn't going to be the one laying hands on them in a few short years. He wasn't going to be the one laying hands on the blinded eyes and picking up the lame. It was going to be them doing the work. He could have been doing it all. But God wants to get us to the place where we can be involved in the work of the Lord. It's time I start getting involved in this work and not expecting God to do it all. We need to learn to do what we can do. And then let God do what we can't do. And say, God, I'm not expecting you to do the little things. I'm not expecting you to do the things I'm capable of doing. Because I know there's going to come a day where I'm going to face a mountain that I, I probably can't move. But God, you can. You can move on this situation. You can speak to this cancer. You can speak in this hour and do what I cannot do. He has enabled us. He's given us power and an opportunity to be equipped by Him and to do His work. It's time for me to get involved. 
It's time for me to put my hands to the plow. It's time for me to get in this race and start running. It's time for me to start speaking and start prophesying and start declaring the word of the Lord. I'm not talking about coming in and, and speaking thousand dollars here and, and a new car here and, and all of these wants and all of these desires. But I'm talking about being sensitive to the Holy Ghost and allowing God to begin speaking to you and allow God to begin to operate in you. And while you're sitting there praying, all of a sudden something starts coming out of your mouth and you start speaking to dry bones. You start speaking to things that were dead. You start speaking to dreams that were long gone and said, oh no, the Lord said you're going to live again. The Lord said it's going to happen. The Lord said he's going to make a way where there was no way. Now I understand that there are some things that we cannot do. Which I love. Because that just means that gives him an opportunity to do what he can do. That when doctors say it's impossible, when doctors say there's no way, when all the ones looking on the scene say it ain't going to happen, God says, I'm so glad you said that. Because I can do it. Because I can make a way. I can take them off of that machine and allow their lungs to come back fully prepared to go on about their journey. I can work miracles when doctors don't understand how it happened. I can make it happen. Even he himself said with men, there are things that are impossible. But with God, all things are possible. But just because all things are possible for him doesn't mean that I don't need to be involved in all of these things. Me speaking to dry bones and them coming back is impossible. But with God, with God, me with God, allowing him to use me and speak through me with God, all things become possible. But what is possible for me? I need to look at his word and I need to look at my life. I need to look at what I've been doing and say, God, am I doing enough? Am I doing all that you've called the church to do? Am I doing all that you have purposed and equipped me for in this hour? I've got to look and see what I have that I could use for his kingdom. It may not be what everybody else has. I may not have what this awesome praise team has. I may not have the instruments and I may May not have the knowledge to play those instruments, but there is a work that God wants me to do. There is a purpose for your life tonight. I don't care if you're the youngest in here tonight or the oldest in here tonight. There is a work for you to do. Acts chapter 2. He says... In verse 14, Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea, and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be it known unto you this day, and hearken to my words. These are not drunken, as ye suppose, seeing as but the third hour of the day. But all this going on is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. He said, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. That's what I'm going to do. That's the part I'm going to play. But after that, your sons and your daughters, they are going to prophesy. All of the young men and all of the young ladies, they 
are going to have visions. And all of the elders and all of the old men and old ladies, they are going to dream dreams. So there's something I'm going to do. And then there's something that you're going to be a part of. There's something that you're going to get to do. Even your babies and your children. And they're going to declare the word of the Lord. They're going to be praying and speaking. And all of a sudden the inspiration upon which God gives is going to fall on them. And they're going to begin to speak. And they're going to begin to prophesy. And they're going to begin to say things that are going to leave you astonished. Because his word said it's going to happen. You see, when my boys were babies, there was a lot they could not do. They couldn't sit up. They couldn't walk on their own. They could not speak. They could not feed themselves. If they wanted a snack, we had to go downstairs. We had to walk over to the pantry. We had to open the door. We had to pull out all of the things that we had and show them each thing and, and wait till they gave some kind of response that that may be what they were interested in. And then we had to take it out of the package and break it into smaller pieces that they could take. And then maybe, just maybe, they might decide to eat it. But now some of us are 32 years old. And there are some things we want or even maybe feel like we need. And we come to God wanting Him to do something about our issue. And we come to God moaning and groaning, trying to express to Him our desire. And we're still wanting Him to do the walking. We're still wanting Him to go over to the pantry door and open it for us. We're wanting Him to open it up for me and break it down in smaller pieces to put it on my tray so I can finally enjoy His blessings. But listen, after a while, my boys figured out that there are some things they can do. They figured out, hey, I can do this walking thing if mom and dad would just let me do it. I can get to the pantry door and open it. And now if I ask permission, I'm given an opportunity. If they say, may I have a snack, they can use their own two feet and their own hands and they can go enjoy all the things that they want to enjoy. While there are still a lot of things they do not know and haven't quite figured out what a disservice I would have been to them if I had done everything for them. And I made them learn that I was just always going to do every little thing. All they had to do was lie there. If I never encouraged them to walk. If I never encouraged them to go and try to use their hands. And, and there were not people around them encouraging them to do some of these things. They find themselves now in a place where they can enjoy the things that they want to enjoy. Because now they're a part of the work. They're a part of the process. Listen, God wants to be involved in our lives just like any good father. But he doesn't want to do it all by himself. He doesn't want you sitting there, laying there and just saying, Okay, God, do it. Do whatever you want to do in my life, Lord. I'm just going to sit here and wait on you, Jesus. I'm going to sit on here and just let you do it all. He wants you involved in the work. And He wants to equip you. And He wants to empower you. Scripture said the hand of the Lord was upon me. And it carried me. It did the work. 
It moved me around from place to place and it set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones. Then it caused me to pass by them round about and behold, there were very many in the open valley and lo, they were very dry. Right here in these two verses, we see the hand of the Lord doing the work. It was upon me, it carried me, it set me down, it caused me to pass by. Then he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord, God, thou knowest. I don't know, Lord. You're the one that picked me up. You're the one that brought me to these dry bones. I know nothing of this. You're asking me, can these dry bones live? I don't know. You just brought me here. I'm just going to grab me a seat and watch whatever you decide to do. But he said unto me, prophesy upon these bones. You speak to them. You say it. You get involved. You're right. I, I do know if they are able to live. And I could have raised them up all by myself. I could have left you where you were. And I could have come to this valley. And I could have with one word spoken. And everything would have been done right then and there. But I want to involve you. I want you to see what you are capable of if you will just listen to my voice. I want you to see what kind of miracles are possible if you would just heed my word and obey that nudge that you feel and that you would speak the things that I have told you to speak. And so I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, as I opened my mouth and trusted Him, as I opened my mouth and began to speak, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking. A noise, and behold, a shaking. And the bones came together, bone to his bones. Hear me tonight. I believe tonight if we would begin to prophesy what God is wanting to say, and we would start getting involved in the work of God, and we would start speaking it just like he gave it to us, that there is going to be a noise, and there is going to be a shaking. There's going to be a stirring in the spirit. There's going to be somebody that was lost, that's being pulled back to the body that says I don't know how but I was laying there and all of a sudden I heard a voice it wasn't God it was the man of God but he called and he obeyed the word of the Lord and because of that I'm being brought back to the body I'm being brought back to where I belong and God began making a way I wonder what would happen if we started speaking it how many bones that are scattered throughout the city would begin to draw back and say I feel the body beckoning me back I've got to get back to the house of God I've got to get connected to my brother and sister again so that I can be what God has called me to be but after all of this nothing had changed there was no life in them all these awesome things were happening but then he said unto me now again I could have done it all right here. I could have put the breath in right then and there. But I want you to prophesy unto the wind. I want you to prophesy, son of man. And so I prophesied. I love that. Do it. Say it. Declare it. Let it come out of your mouth. Okay, God. 
I'm going to say it. And he begins to speak. And he begins to declare it. And all of a sudden, you, you see, here's the kicker. We want to prophesy and we want to speak the things we want to see. God, I'd like these, uh, this army to rise up and I'd like them to go take care of all the people that have done me wrong. I would like these armies to just grow in stature and, and be super tall and, and just take care of all of my problems for me so I can go back home and take a nap. But he didn't say that. He said, I prophesied what I was commanded. When you begin to speak what you want to see and then you speak what God wants to see, I guarantee you there's a big difference. So many times we come in prayer and we pray and we think we've done a service to God because we've prayed good things. But have we done a disservice because we were not praying the right things? Because we were not saying, God, what do you want to say? God, what do you want me to declare to this soul? What do you want me to speak over this life? Uh, when I'm feeling this presence and this touch right now, and I feel the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, uh, let me be mindful. This is not my opportunity to say whatever I want to say. But this is an opportunity for me to declare the word of the Lord. We have a whole lot of let my will be done and not enough of let thy will be done. And I'm not saying what we've been praying is wrong. We ought to speak revival. We ought to prophesy healings. We ought to prophesy deliverance and victory. But when I don't just prophesy, but I speak as he commanded, then after the shaking, then after the noise, then after the bones, if I will keep speaking what He has put in me to speak, life begins to take place again. And not just life, but new life. The breath came into them, and they lived, and they stood up on their feet, an exceeding great army. All because God allowed a man... The opportunity to work with him and to work through him and said, okay, God, you've brought me here. You've done all the work. You've moved me around. You've let me see it. But God, if you tell me to speak, I'm going to speak. And when I speak, I believe that you're going to do something and you're going to move and there's going to be a life that is formed again. Not something brand new necessarily, but God, you will even draw those things that are scattered and put them back where they go. And then you're going to give me another opportunity to begin speaking to the winds and tell them to come and to blow and to breathe on these dry bones and that they may live. I wonder what would happen in this place over the next few weeks and months if we said, okay, God, just like we closed out praying today, God, what would you like me to do? What would you like me to say? What would you want me to prophesy? You've been moving me around. We've been through all this stuff. We've been through all this struggle. And now you're sitting me down right here in this place. 
cross. Now what do you want me to do? You didn't bring me this far to walk away and let me stare at broken dreams and broken bones and dead things. You brought me here for a purpose. Now God, what is that purpose? What do you need me to say? What do you want me to speak? And God said, okay, open up your mouth and I want you to say this. And you begin to speak it. God, I prophesy over our Sunday school department. God, that new babies are going to come and they're going to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I prophesy over this baptistry that waters are going to be stirred like never before. That we're not going to have enough time to baptize them on Sundays and Wednesdays because so many are coming. I prophesy that this building is not going to contain everybody that's going to fit in. I prophesy that lost sons and lost daughters are coming back. I prophesy, oh God, that healings just like Sister Egla's are on the way. God, they're going to be multiplied. I believe, oh God, you're going to send revival to Webster. God, I speak it tonight according to your word. I want to be involved. I want to be involved. I want to serve God with my whole heart. If there's an opportunity for me to pray, I want to pray. If there's an opportunity for me to be at prayer conference, I want to be at prayer conference. If there's an opportunity for me to teach a class, I want to teach a class. God, I want to be involved in the work tonight. The Great Commission isn't say, I'm going to teach all nations. He said, go ye therefore and teach all nations. I could do it. I could do it and make sure that everybody gets it through me. But I want you to go and teach all nations. I want you to get a burden. I want you to get a passion inside of you. I want you to teach a Bible study. I want you to tell somebody about the goodness of the Lord. Matthew 5, 16, he said, Let your light shine before men that they may see your good works. But it doesn't stop there. It's not just so the light shining in me and through me. But it says, and glorify your Father which is in heaven. James said, I think in the Passion, he said, So if you know of an opportunity to do the right thing today, yet you refrain from doing it, you're guilty of sin. The King James said to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him it is sin. This translation, if you know of an opportunity to do the right thing today, if you know there's a work that you could be involved in, if you know there's something that you could do in the kingdom of God and you're not doing it, if you know there's somewhere that you can serve in a deeper capacity and you're not doing it, Scripture says, I am guilty of sin. Don't wait on God to do everything for you. Don't wait on God to come miraculously down in horses and chariots to tell your babies about Him. You ought to get in there and begin to tell them about the goodness of the Lord. You, you tell it however you need to tell it for them to understand it and let God do the rest. But you just say, God, I'm going to be a part. God, it's time that we get involved in what you're doing. Time and time again we see people healed 
because of their faith and because of the actions that they took and the desperation that they took to get that miracle. He said, thy faith hath made thee whole. Because you caused a ruckus today and you caused a scene today. Because you got involved and you got messy and you got dirty today. Because you got involved in the work that I was doing and you moved from where you were to get to where I am. Your faith hath made thee whole. Why? Why did that happen? Because they did something. They didn't just sit there at home sucking on their thumbs saying, I sure hope God knocks on my door today and comes in and heals me. No, they climb a tree and say, oh, I know he's passing by. Maybe he'll come by today. They press through a crowd like Pastor talked about this morning. They cried out like Bartimaeus and screamed, thou thou son of David, have mercy on me. They had action involved because they wanted God to do a work. Based on scripture, the ones who did something received something. And it was usually what they wanted and even a whole lot of what they needed. Because he didn't just heal them. He saved them. He set them free from their sin, from their old life, from their old ways. He said, I'm not just going to heal you. While you're here and while you've caused such a ruckus, I would do you a great disservice if I just healed you. But I'm going to heal you today and I'm going to save you because I see your desperation. You don't mind getting in the work. You don't mind inserting yourself into the story because you see this story was about Jarius and his daughter but woman with the issue of blood, you interrupted the scene and that's okay. I don't mind for an interruption. I don't mind when somebody's ready to get involved with the work. And tonight I I, I can't find a lot of scriptures about the ones who stayed home when Jesus was entering through the city. I don't find many scriptures of ones who scoffed and walked away and all of a sudden their life was forever changed for the better. But Matthew 15 and 30 says, a vast crowd brought to him people who were lame They were blind, they were crippled, those who couldn't speak and many others. They laid them before Jesus and he healed them all. He healed them all. Listen tonight, maybe you don't feel like you're the one that needs a touch from God. But would you still, I beg you tonight, would you still be willing to get involved in the work for somebody else? You may not be the one that's a dry bone tonight. You may be that man of God. You may not be the one that desperately needs it tonight. But to the dry bone out there, they're saying, oh, please somebody get involved in the work. Please somebody obey the word of the Lord. Please somebody hear his call and speak to me tonight. Find a sister who can't speak. Find a brother who is blind and can't see him. Find a wounded soldier who can't seem to get to where he is and help them. What if my friend never got healed because I never got involved? What if they stayed at home and continued to be lame because I stayed at home content with them being lame? You see, there were four friends in Mark chapter 2. It says, and when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they packed up and went home. Oh, there's nothing we could do. We tried. 
We did our best, bro. I'm sorry. We brought you all this way. We thought we'd get you to God and let him heal you, but, but we can't do that today. I, I, I don't want it to get too involved in the work. It would require too much at this point. But there were four friends that said, no, I, I, I've got to get involved in the work. If my friend is going to be healed, if my friend is going to be saved, it may require me going to some uncomfortable places. It may require me climbing higher. It may require me uncovering some things. It may require me laying some things down in order for my friend to be healed. And it says that they came and they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. And when Jesus saw their faith... When he saw their willingness to get involved in the work, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. And I also want you to take up your bed and I want you to walk. And I don't care who's watching. I don't care who's listening right now. I have seen some people today that were willing to do whatever it took to get involved in the work of God. And when that happens, I'm going to heal people. When that happens, I'm going to save people when that happens I am going to move Mark chapter 16 said and these signs shall follow them that believe how's it going to happen he said in my name it doesn't just happen in my name though we like to just believe in the name of Jesus and that's great and that's wonderful but he said, in my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick. And they shall recover. Again, I could do it all. I could, I could be God Almighty. I could reach down and do it all the time if I wanted to. But maybe, just maybe, there's some that aren't being healed. And some that aren't being saved tonight. Because there are not enough people getting involved in the work. He said they are going to do it. They are going to do it. They are going to do it. I ask you tonight, Greater Life Church, are you doing it? Are you involved in the work of God? And if not, are you ready? Are you ready to work for God? Are you ready to see blinded eyes open? Are you ready to serve Him with all of your heart and do exploits? Let's stand all over this house tonight. Daniel said, but the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Matthew said again, let your light shine before men. And Bible says in Matthew, and then they were come to the multitude. There came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son. I want you to do this, God. I want you to get involved for he is a lunatic and sore vexed for oftentimes he falleth into the fire and oft into the water. And I brought him to thy disciples and they could not cure him. I brought him to these 12 men. I brought him to these followers of you and they, they couldn't help me. They couldn't do what I needed them to do. 
Bible says, Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? One translation said, how much longer do I stay with you and put up with your doubts? I can't do it forever. So either you're going to have to get on board and believe in me. And that all things are truly possible. Or we're going to really struggle over the next few years. Bring him to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil and he departed out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. He don't mind getting involved in working when he's got to work. He's not going to let somebody perish because of our failure. Scripture says it would, the blood would be upon our hands. Jesus did the work, yet again Jesus comes and saves the day. And we're so thankful and we're applauding Him. Thank you for saving this, this young man. Only this time it, it bothers them a little bit. And it stirs those that are around and they, they, they're scratching their head. This time... They have an understanding the work was not only for him to do, but also for them to be involved in. And we tried, but yet something still was not working. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, why could we not cast him out? I tried to get involved in the work. I tried to jump in and, and save the day. I had so much faith. And I've been there. I've laid hands on people in wheelchairs. I've prayed for people with blinded eyes. And I've prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. And we could go over the list of why it doesn't happen and why we don't think it happens and all of those things. But Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief. Your works, they're great. Being involved is great. But when you put faith together with those works... Behold a shaking. When you have faith and you act upon it. Not in yourself. Not in how awesome you are. But in God that worketh through you. When He commands you to speak and you begin to speak. When He nudges you from that place and you move. And I love this part. For verily I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto God, okay, Lord, here's my mountain. Do something with it. Here's my problem, Lord. I, I, it is what it is at this point. You see how big it is. You see how mighty we say all the time, don't tell God about how big your mountain is, but tell your mountain how big your God is. And that's great. But here's the key. You've got to tell it. Jesus didn't say, if you've got faith as a grain of mustard seed, I'm going to step in and I'm going to move your mountain for you. No, He empowers you. He puts something inside of you. Don't wait on God to come tell your mountain who He is. Jesus said, Ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. So tonight I tell you, 
All you've got to do is open up your mouth and speak to this mountain and say, mountain, you've got to move. You've got to get out of my way. God is with me. He's speaking to me and through me right now. And mountain, he said it, not me. My daddy told me I could come tell you this. I'm not here boasting, throwing around myself like I'm some awesome guy. But he told me, you speak to that mountain and it shall be removed. You open up your mouth and it's going to happen. So mountain, it's not me saying it, it's him saying it. Hear the word of the Lord. Get out of my way. Get out of my path, mountain. There are some things that we're ready to see. And there are some mountains that we're ready to be moved. There's exceeding great armies that are about to be raised. And the way it's going to happen is we're going to act on our faith and we're going to speak it according to what He has commanded. We're going to fast and we're going to pray. We're going to fast and we're going to pray. For the problem in the scenario was their unbelief and He said these come not about but by prayer and fasting. We do a lot of praying and some of us do a lot of fasting. But if we could ever combine those two things and begin to let God speak to us and let God begin to work through us mountains are going to be moved bones are going to be brought back together new life is going to be breathed in the house of the Lord Acts chapter 4 he said and when they had prayed Anybody prayed this weekend? Is anybody ready for a prayer conference this weekend? Is anybody ready to go deeper in your prayer life with the Lord? And when they had prayed, the place was shaken. Behold, a shaking. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways and hear my voice, then I will hear from heaven and I will come and heal their land. All you've got to do is start praying and all of a sudden a shaking. All you've got to do is start speaking and behold a shaking. All you've got to do is start prophesying and behold a shaking could take place in the house tonight. And it said where they were assembled together, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness that is what we're missing in this hour and the only way it's going to happen is if you start prophesying and you start praying and you start declaring the word of the Lord and you get down on your knees and you pray until the spirit takes over the Bible says the spirit 
maketh intercession and groanings which cannot be uttered. The Spirit knoweth what you ought to be praying. The Spirit will pray for you. The Spirit will prophesy for you if you would get yourself in a position tonight and say, speak to me, God. Speak to me, God. I want to be involved in the work. I want to be involved in your kingdom. Come on, right where you're at. Open up your mouth and begin speaking. Not wishes, not hopes. Declare the word of the Lord tonight. Step out of your comfort zone. Climb up on a rooftop. Get involved in the work tonight. Listen to the sound. Listen to it tonight. Woo! I speak it over my city. I speak it over my family. I speak it over my lost son. I speak it over my lost daughter. I speak it over my lost spouse. I speak it over my sickness. I speak it over my illness. I speak it over my friend. I speak it over the lame. I speak it over the blind. I speak it over the deaf and the dumb. Oh, come on. Don't stop prophesying until there's a shaking. Don't stop praying until there's a shaking. Who are you, great mountain? I'm speaking to you tonight. It's time for you to move. He said I can do it. He's empowered me. He's equipped me. You said we would heal. You said we would lay hands on them and they would recover. You said we could do it, God. Let us shine our light. Let us be involved, oh God. Oh, I'm not content, Lord, staring at the mountain. Oh, let it be moved tonight. Come on, somebody prophesy it right now. Come on, don't just speak. Speak it with anointing. Speak it with boldness right now. Come on, speak to that sickness. Speak to that heartache. Speak to that trouble. Speak to that adversary. Depression, you have no place here. Doubt, you have no place here. Oh, you don't know.